Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. just popped up on my feed is another one of those like videos like a uh, passenger captured videos of another passenger refusing to wear a mask on a plane which at this point I understand that it was like you're dissonant and you know like you're you're thinking for yourself at first like when it was like oh is this weird to wear a mask but now that we've been doing it now you're just an idiot like it's a sign of a lack of intelligence that you won't just comply so we can all just go um, then the woman was, they were like, you need to get off the plane. And she was, <laughs> she was saying that she was actively eating, um, which it's like, we all know you're supposed to like, even though, okay, there's two things that are insane. One, her argument was, I was actively eating an apple and a banana. Like just that, that would be a part of the deposition. Like a part of like the transcript of your argument of what transpired. I was having an apple and a banana, sir. At the same time. I don't know. She had it like laid out and I'm like, no, you can't just have food. I mean, by the way, I've tried to do that where it's like the food's in front of me. <laughs> Who are you to judge how slow I eat it? But just like the idea that like you're screaming apple and banana, like as they're removing you. And then the other thing is like somebody had to write an in-flight manual and I've said this before where they write the words like, please restore your mask. Please like replace your mask between sips and bites. Sips and bites. And like federal paperwork. <laughs> Apple and bananas. I just thread a straw up under and hope for the best. Yeah, at this point, I'm just like, there was a while there where I was like, you guys are all probably sick and I don't want to die versus like, I want to breathe in my rights. Yeah, you're only hurting yourself, but I, I get it. Nobody wants to wear it, but like, Come on. I, I want to be like, how do you think this is going to end? Do you think the flight attendant's going to be like, you know what? You're right. You, you're right. We shouldn't be wearing them. Okay. Just you. Apple and a banana. Was she actively eating them in the video though? Fuck no. They're just sitting there. And it's like, there also should be a time limit between sips and bites. Like you can eat slowly, but like you can't just <laughs> have the food there. That's like calling dibs. That's like, I thought he was cute. So I called dibs to marry him. You can't talk to him. That could be fake fruit. Could have been fake fruit. Nobody pointed that out, Emily. That is a great point. That she probably brought wax fruit because that totally solves a problem. Yeah, it's probably fake fruit. Thanks. Welcome back to... Somebody would. It's You should have a podcast called Superfluous Takes. <laughs> Yours are hot takes and mine are 
superfluous. But that would make sense. Like they buy fake vaccine cards. What if they start carrying around fake little fake little foods like from a child's bakery? No, if anything, you should have real food take one bite out. That way it does look like you're actively eating it because you're not actively eating it if it's out in front of you. Her mistake was that she wasn't holding the banana and orange and was like mid-bite like, orange and a banana, whatever it was. She said banana, which I thought was banana, sir. All right. I love if people write in like, actually, it was an orange. And the fact that you said apple so many times means I can't trust you. And this is a problem with people who are Oh God, you know what? I cancel me, please just bury me. That's the problem with this country is the sophistry is the fact that no one's even allowed to make a point because it's like, remember when you didn't tip that waitress 25% in 1998? Now we can't listen to you talk about global warming. So rip them apart. We're, it's rip them apart. Rip me in half. Bury me. Fucking bury me. That way I can go to sleep. People are just nodding in their cars on the way to their jobs in Idaho listening to this podcast like she is right. It's exhausting. Endlessly calling people out. Not even for the, not even to make the world a better place. Just hoping that like, if you call someone out, you can watch other people eat their brain. Anyway, that took Mm. a dark turn. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Ask Eliza Anything, the podcast where Emily and I Zoom with each other to do this podcast and look at the backgrounds that each other have. And I get to watch her cat move about her cat condo. And Emily gets to see Tian Fu passed out on a pillow behind me. We're just two lonely women with our pets fixing your lives. Oh, yeah. I think if they saw our, like literally a screenshot of our Zoom backgrounds, they'd be like, never mind. We don't need your, your advice. advice. That's fair. Don't judge a background by its creator. Don't judge. judge. You just do it now. You kick it. We're ready for your questions, folks. Hello, Eliza and Emily. I'm hoping you guys can help me with this one. Over the past year, there is this woman that has inserted herself into my family and has given me very bad vibes from the start. We met her at one of my little brother's horse shows. And since then, (laughs) she comes to our family's ranch whenever she has days off, cooks for everyone, sleeps with my little brother in his bed when there are open beds in other rooms and constantly posts about him as if he were her own kid. My little brother is 12 and this woman is in her 40s. She tells him all about her dating life, which I find very inappropriate and constantly talks shit about family members, including me that have obviously been around forever. There are a few other family members that find her behavior very odd, but my stepmom and little brother don't see any issues. I guess she had a miscarriage 12 years ago, which makes sense why she is so attached to my little brother. No, it doesn't. But I still find it <laughs> I still find it very odd that she has no life outside of visiting our family's ranch. No kids, no other friends, no partner. She got word of how I felt and blocked me on all <gasps> social media. I live on my own, so would only visit on the weekends, but now I don't even feel comfortable doing that because she is always there. My stepmom did say it's not appropriate for her to discuss her dating life with a 12-year-old, but other than that, didn't really see any issues. My dad, they're not together anymore does think she is completely shady and shouldn't be around. How do I handle this? Oh, how do you handle the fact that your stepmom is dating this woman? I'll also add, I realized she probably has some unresolved trauma causing attachment, but the comments she's made to me and on her Instagram post about how she views my younger siblings as her own are super concerning. And a little update, when my little brother asked this woman why she blocked me, she just laughed and acted dumb like she didn't know she blocked me. Then she told my brother... She expects him to choose her side and not mine. He's 12 and my own brother. I also just watched Single White Female for the first time and it completely reminded me of this whole situation. Yeah, your brother's going to get rabbit boiled. Look, it's obvious- No, that's fatal attraction. Oh, my mistake. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I I forgot. 
that you are the keeper of the canon of all things pseudo sexual, lesbian related, strong female related. Um, your stepmom is dating this woman. That's my hot take. I immediately thought pedophilia. I like your interpretation better. Uh, I honestly, my mind was racing because I was like, okay, is this like, was it changeling with Angelina Jolie where it's like not really her son? Is there, it sounds to me like your stepmom enjoys the help and the company and thinks that this woman is like a best friend and this woman's made herself a little too comfortable. Something weird is going to happen. Um, it, I also wouldn't, this is going to sound I wouldn't trust the 12-year-old. You, he's, she said, you should choose my side over hers. It feels a little too flame fanning and, you know, kids mince words or whatever. I think your stepmom's dating this woman. Uh, I do think in the, if I were to look at this purely, my first thought was like, oh, this woman, because you even said it, you're like, she has no one. And so she may just get a little attached and she feels maybe she's threatened by you or she feels like you're going to take that away. Um, but if you're getting this bad vibe, I mean, it's also possible that you're not there like when she's super cool and... I don't know what it was that kind of set you guys at odds with each other. That she sleeps My in bed with the child. Okay, I'm serious though. Like, is it a nap and they fell asleep? Or is it like, okay, it's bedtime. Let's go put on our our Siamese twin pajamas that are sewn together at the crotch. I, I think, and you said, yeah, I think your stepmom is... Um, I bet she works a lot and I bet she's just kind of unaware and this woman probably takes some stuff off of her plate and it's like they're kind of helping each other out emotionally. Uh, it's either pedophilia. Okay, it's one of three things. Either pedophilia or your stepmom is dating this woman and that's why they're so close or this woman's just a fucking weirdo and that's why she has no one. Either way, it's not going to end well unless they're just dating, in which case I think it'd, it'd be great if they share that with you. If the women are dating, not if she's dating the child. You know what? You got to grow up sometimes. Yeah, no. If the women are dating, it's okay. If they're I hope that's it. Yeah, it's weird. Let's say this is pure and the woman's just like a little off and like this is all she has. You know, I think we're very, everybody talks all day long about like love, kindness, kindness is the answer. But the second it doesn't work for them, then we cut that off. You know, it is really hard to have empathy to like genuinely put yourself in someone else's shoes. I can't say I do it all the time, but it does strike me sometimes where I'm just like, oh my God, rather than be mad, I'm like, this person just wants to be included. They don't have anything. And think about how, let's say that, by the way, if this woman molested this kid, I'm going to feel really bad. But in a pure way, like think about how tightly you hold on to things when you have so few things. And so... God, I really don't hope I don't have to eat these words. Find out if your mom's dating that lady. Kick it. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. 
and enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Dear Eliza and Emily, I have a job in a church. This is a very sweet, fairly progressive congregation of aging people. I interact a lot with our volunteers and often spend... Well, that's every congregation. That's every congregation. That's every human. Okay. What does that mean, aging people? Unless Is there a church across the street that has like a youth serum? You mean older people. That's what you mean. You mean old the people. Elderly. I interact a lot with our volunteers and often spend stretches of time chatting with them and asking them about their lives. I often hear the older women say things that are outdated and kind of sad about themselves, putting themselves down, deeming anything they do just for themselves as selfish and talking about how they enable their helpless husbands. It makes me genuinely angry as a feminist millennial, but it feels disrespectful to talk to them about it. Part of me hopes that something I say might sink in. It's very cool that you are taking a piano lesson at 75. And no, it is not selfish if you never want to perform and just enjoy it for you. Or am I just being an annoying kid who doesn't know their life and their journey and should keep my mouth shut and just keep asking them to tell me about themselves? Both. The answer is both. First of all, it's really fucking selfish, okay? She could be making sandwiches. She could be knitting blankets. Um, It's both. And I think it's really easy to look at someone else's life and be like, why can't you be empowered? Why can't you do like in your perfect world, you're the young woman that comes in and empowers all these women who don't know any better because that's how young people are taught to see old people. I'm not saying 
that this is you or a bad person, but that's the that's the rom-com version is that you get to be this like beautiful, effortless young person who shows these old women like, wow, you really could wear a skirt slightly above your ankle. I think you don't change the way you carry yourself and the way you speak to them. And you can say things like, it's not selfish at all. You deserve this. This is for you. You should be happy. Just keep imbuing these conversations with these words. Um, because you don't know their history and their lives and they might be self-effacing. You know, I joke a lot about my body or my weight or like my desire to be like real thin, but I actually love my body. And I do it often to level a playing field in a conversation or sort of ingratiate myself. You know, like I don't love my thighs. And so I'll make a joke about like, oh, I just got to lose, you know, those 10 pounds and not going to eat anymore. And people are like, no, your body's great. And I just do it as a way of being like, look, I'm just putting my cards on the table of being like vulnerable. So it's not on you to change them. You're not going to get what you're looking for. You're not going to get that third act. All the old ladies like do a burlesque dance and felt empowered because of you. But you can keep speaking from an empowered place, uh, but never mistake their vulnerability for stupidity. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know the emotional trauma. You don't know how like just how that generation might feel. So all you can do when she says, is it selfish? Be like, absolutely not selfish. You deserve it. Like say the words you want them to hear without saying like, as a younger person, I'm instructing you because you're not a life coach. Not that you need like a degree for that. You're not a therapist. That, those are my thoughts. Just shut it down every time they say something negative without letting yeah. them know. Yeah, you're yeah. already handling it very well. Yeah, you're doing great. Now you just got to get all those women at 80 to do a strip tease and be like, it's for you. Take those boots. Just do it all. Do it for you, Hilda. Get that leg up. Kick it. Was that the plot of your favorite film, Book Club? I never saw... What's Book Club? Isn't it called Book Club or The Book Club? You love that movie with those four old ladies and they join a book club and you watch part of it on a plane and then you want to watch the rest. Why don't I... I just am so excited whenever you watch a movie. Are you talking about... What's her face is in it? Oh my God, Emily. All right, let's move Book on. Club? No, what movie are you talking about? It has the lady, Diane, Woody Keaton? Allen. Lane. Yes. Diane. No, not Diane Lane. Keaton. Diane Keaton. Yes. And maybe. Do you know not... the answer and you're trying to get me to guess the answer? No. It, like, it feels like we're playing no. charades. No, Verbal I think charades. it's called Book Club. I don't. It doesn't okay. matter. <laughs> Google knows. it. Everybody, somebody is screaming into their radio right I now. I guess I could just Google Club. it right now. No, or it's don't. Because you watched it. I watched a movie called Book Club. It is called Book Club. Yes, it has Diane Keaton, Candace Bergen, Jane Fonda, Mary Steenburgen. And you watched part of it on a plane when it was a new release. And then you were so excited to finish it, but it wasn't streaming anywhere. And then finally it got added to a streaming service. I think you might have actually rented it. And I was just like, oh my God, she wants to watch a movie. This is what, what a day. Hold on a second. You don't even remember this movie. <laughs> there are four lifelong friends and book club members. Google the word book club. Hold on, we got to... Okay, Emily, I have never heard of this movie. I've You're never... Wrong. Seen this movie? None of these images look familiar. You went out of your way to finish watching it because you didn't get to finish it on the plane. Emily, (laughs) I'm looking at these images like this is not ringing any bells. And now I'm convinced that I have early onset dementia because just about this film. 
I don't remember. There's so many things that people keep saying. And I'm like, I said that to you. I met you. Here's what I think I suffer from. I think something really horrible happened to my self-esteem at some point in my life where I felt I meant nothing to anyone. And so I made this like subconscious choice that nothing would ever mean anything to me and everything would be impermanent. And now I, I don't remember anything as like a defense fair, mechanism. This is not I'm something sorry. anyone else would remember. I just remember it so distinctly because you only really started watching a lot of movies right pre-baby with Noah. You guys would watch movies together. But before that, you really didn't watch that many. And so when you were pumped on a movie... I'll have to ask him. Okay, listen, all I know is that we're supposed to provide like hot content in this podcast and somebody <laughs> is like driving into the side of a building because they're like, I no, this movie doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> we're here to answer people's questions, not jog my memory. <laughs> this is my time. Hi, Eliza, Emily, and gang. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for all your advice. Like others, it helped me stand up for myself. I work for a small company and have had my boss's dad making comments on my ass. In the past, he just got a slap on the wrist and I was mocked by other employees who no longer work there for speaking up. Fast forward to today where he calls me fat ass and Filipino and makes a point to tell me it means fat ass. (gasps) I'd like to point out this man is a white old war vet with a Filipino wife. First of all, you didn't have to say he was white. (laughs) We know. Uh, wait, what means fat ass? Filipino? No, they said it, he said it in Filipino. And so he said it in fat ass in a different language then said that means fat ass. Oh, oh, in Filipino. Got it. Um, okay. You're like, cool. Way to expand your horizons. How woke of you. Okay, cool. (laughs) Oh, I'm just so happy we have a Filipino listener. I had enough. I told him he needs to stop making comments on my body and he just laughed and walked away. I went straight to my desk, wrote up a report on the exchange and went to my boss, who is this man's daughter, and explained to her, oh, this did not stop. I would take action. I did not want to do that to our small company. I requested a sit down with him and my two bosses and told them that was the only way I felt he'd take the situation seriously. They promised to respond to the issue on an HR level this time and not a small family company way. And I have a meeting scheduled later on this week. Regardless of if the oh. issue is resolved, I want to thank you for helping your audience not only stand up for themselves, but find the words to do so. I've never had issues telling people off, but the older I get, the more I don't want to waste my words on ignorant people. But your podcast helps me feel like I was able to say it all and truly be heard. Thank you so much. Oh my God. I'm so glad that you already had your answer because as you're asking the question, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't work at a company. I'm so glad that you took the advice because I always say it comes down to like whose comfort's more important. I also think it's weird. Like, does the dad work there or is he just there? It sounds like he's there, That's but even HR wouldn't be involved unless he works there, right? right? I mean, I guess it's a boss issue. Why would the boss's dad be lurking around? Probably started oh. the company back when he was shipped off to Manila. It is that thing where people feel because they have a gay friend or married to a Filipino woman, you know, their husband's black, their wife is Latina, whatever. They have this like carte blanche, no pun intended, uh, for being white, to speak as if you're part of that group. It's uh, I took a meeting once with this man who's black and we were talking about an executive he's friends with. And I, he was talking about the relationship they have. And he was like, yeah, I'm never that nice to him, even though I like him. And I was like, oh, why? He goes, I don't want him to get too comfortable. And I get that. I get how, I mean, I can't really, but I get how when you're I get that. I get how if you feel comfortable with someone, you kind of let your guard down. And even though you don't mean anything awful, like it, you might say something or act as if like you're cool with that person. So however he speaks to his wife is totally fine as long as she's cool with it. But you're not his wife. At the end of the day, regardless of color or nationality, 
even if you were all white, like calling you a fat ass is not okay. Talking about your body is not okay. Even saying something good about your body isn't okay. Our question asker might be white. This person just speaks Filipino because they, they're a war vet and their wife is Filipino. Okay, I don't fucking know. My advice still stands. It's so weird. Okay. I have to be honest. Like, even though it's a compliment, when guys will be like, oh, you should have a baby? You look great. I'm like, don't scan me. <laughs> don't tell me I look tired. Don't. I'm not interested. There is this like weird, like it's a prize that a man has decided you look good. What? I was just complimenting her. I'm like, I'm not interested in that. And that doesn't make me like a dick kicker. It doesn't make me a lesbian. It doesn't make me anti-man. It's just me being like, you being attracted to me is not a prize. And I think when a lot of women wrap their minds around that, like your approval of me is not something I was seeking. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Anyway, I think about that a lot um, as a woman with an outstanding body. (laughs) Good for you. All right. Hello, Eliza, Emily, Smokey Husky, the sweetest snow peach, and tiny pink tree frog. Oh, I have to address some people were worried that with our switch, we won't have hot scotty anymore. We will. I specifically, in negotiating this deal, I said I'd like to bring along not only hot scotty, but I request that uh, their request that I fire Emily not be honored. And I did fight (laughs) to keep you. I also fought to keep me as the host of the show. (laughs) They just wanted to make hot scotty the host. Yeah. He's coming along. We're bringing him along, kicking and screaming. (laughs) Okay, so hello to everyone. Sweetest snow peach, tiny pink tree frog. I'm at a career crossroads and could use some perspective. I really love my current job. I get to do something I'm passionate about. I don't have to deal with many people and I'm good at what I do. Are you a webcam girl? (laughs) I get a lot of flexibility in my schedule, which has allowed me to go back to school part-time to finish my undergrad. I'm 28, never finished my degree. And even though I know there's nothing wrong with not having a degree, it's something I've always regretted. The problem is my boss is super cheap. And even though I've asked for a raise and benefits, he claims he can't afford it. We are a small business, but we've seen a lot of growth in the past few years. And I think I've contributed more value to the company than what I'm asking for. I'm getting married next year. Would like to start planning for a house and family one day without having to rely on my fiance's income. My job is also pretty niche, so it's not like I can bounce around or grow my salary. There are other better paying jobs that I'm uniquely qualified for because of this work experience. However, most of these jobs are very corporate and customer facing, and I would likely have to drop back out of school. Also, if I left my job, I'd be leaving behind so many projects I worked really hard on. My question is this. If you hypothetically had to choose between comedy or a lucrative career, would you still choose comedy? If Noah what? had to choose between being a chef with no savings or being a well-paid front of house manager, would he do it? Anyway, thank you for the incredible podcast. Can't wait to see you in Jersey in August. So creative fulfillment or money. Well, no, Noah is. No, first of all, let's get something straight. Noah is a chef with no savings. And I have a lucrative comedy career. So we chose all these things. Um, so let's not make this about me. Um because I think if people found out how much money you could make in comedy, they would just spit. I mean, uh, you did that Forbes Forbes article that time. I mean, yeah, but I wasn't featured in it. I just gave a quote and I sounded like an asshole. Um, I can't answer that for you because it's all about your priorities. You know, I appreciate that you're like the best corpse stylist in the greater Lansing area. You don't want to give that up. Um... Money makes the world, oh God, money makes the world go around. Things are a lot easier with, kill me. Things are a lot easier with money. And it's super easy to be like, just be creatively fulfilled. It's like, but if you can't feed yourself and you hate your apartment, you know, that's a whole other thing. 
it really comes down to how are you going to feel in 15 years? And are are you, if it's something that you're always going to think about, like that degree, you should definitely do whatever it takes to get that done. Um, is there a version where you work a little bit and just balance both? I think what needs to happen is you have to hold your boss's feet to the fire and show him the growth that you've contributed to and be like, I have waited long enough. I really need this raise because you're really fighting for your life here. And I appreciate that you can't go anywhere else, but he doesn't know that. And so what matters the most to you? Being able to have more things or getting this degree. And if you get that degree, will you be using it? Or is it just that you just want to have it? So I can't answer those questions for you because some people are okay living, you know, with not a lot of money and being a waiter for a living and just auditioning constantly because they're getting to try for their dream. And some people are okay with giving up. It just depends on how you're going to tuck yourself in at night. You know? Show him the how you've contributed to the money that's earned. Show the work that you've done that has caused growth at the company. Show, like, put together the statistics on that, the kind of statistics you would probably put together if you're applying for new jobs for Are there LinkedIn. stock options you can get instead of money? Like, is there something you can get for the work that you've done? And yeah. how important is that degree? Do you still want the degree? And when you get that degree, are you going to use it? Or is it like, I just wanted to have my cat anthropology degree. I can use it. Kick it. Eliza, Emily, and the extended family, congratulations on the little one. I'm so happy you and baby are happy and healthy. I had such a weird thing happen to me that wait, isn't that big of wait, a deal, but it's weird. Wait. Emily, are you healthy? Mm. Okay. See, people More just- so, Well, you know what? Real quick, because I eat salads and stuff here. My family went away for one day and I went and got Wendy's and then I felt so, so, so sick. So my body's not used to it anymore. That's that's (sighs) great. That's good. good. We had to take you to like a methadone clinic for fast food. (laughs) You know, withdrawals. It really, it felt like I was like, oh no, this is bad now. So I'm, I'm slowly getting better. Yeah. When you don't eat it for a while, then you look at it and you're like, ooh, bug juice. It is. It's tough. It's tough. All right. Kick it. So you're not so. Right, so I had a weird. Ha- everyone's happy and almost healthy. Healthy is within your grasp. If yeah. you if you can close your hand. Okay. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I 
I've been dating this guy for about four years. We met while we were both on active duty and we got out in 2019 to go to school in California where he is from. He moved in with his folks, which I know sounds bad because he's well into his 20s, but he's Armenian, so it's not uncommon to see a large household altogether. I, being American, got my own place. So I come over to his house on weekends during school and we That's usually right. travel during breaks. no Americans live, no American kids in their 20s ever live with their parents. <laughs> it's just an Armenian thing. All right, guys. This is all to say, I don't spend that much time there. Now his house has his mom, brother, grandma, aunt and her husband, their Oy. daughter who is 10, and their son, 26, and his girlfriend. <laughs> so the youngest, to make it easy on me, I'm going to call her S., met me when she was six and we spent a lot of time together. Her brother's girlfriend has been around for about the same time period as I have and she lives there. So she and S also have a close relationship. Cut to last week, S's birthday, her grandmother from her dad's side, who is American, came to visit. She has visited on multiple occasions and does typical 70-ish year old white woman from Connecticut things like make S wear shorts under skirts and boss people around. We all just kind of let her do her thing. Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Why is that a white woman from Connecticut thing? So only white women boss people around? Are you kidding me? What are shorts under skirts? What's the virtue in like just shitting on white women all the time? I'm sorry. Like I'm all for like pointing out a Karen once in a while, but like pretty sure white women don't have carte blanche when it comes to being bossy. Also shorts under skirts. That's just so no one sees a little girl's vagina when she like runs to go climb a tree. I wore, still do. Full pants under all my gowns. <laughs> but obviously S isn't going to want to hang out with her strict grandma as much. She's going to want to hang out with me and her brother's girlfriend because we're the cool older girls. Okay. So last week during, <laughs> during her birthday, I was there more often and S was wanting to hang out with me. I don't live there. So this is on the weekend, two days where S was hanging out with me. The rest of the time she's hanging out with her brother's girlfriend. So I didn't think anything of it. And I'm not going out of my way to be like, hey, you need to spend more time with your grandma. Today, after grandma flew back home, I found out she's mad at me because she thinks I'm going to replace her in S and her daughter-in-law's life. I was confused because she acted fine around me. I'm a pretty nice person. If she wanted to encourage S to hang out with her more, I definitely would. But it's weird she thinks I'm going to replace her. I know of strict American grandmothers. She thinks I'm going to teach us the wrong side of American culture by not wearing shirts, shorts under my skirts and having a lot of tattoos. It's just so weird to me. She's mad at me for that. I'm always respectful to her. Where's the mother? Where's the mother? A problem with me. What are we There's talking like about? other people in this house. Stop, 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 stop. There's so many people in this house. What? What, what could the question possibly be other than where's the mother? My question is, what do you make of all this? Do you think she's upset she's so far away and can't develop the kind of closeness yes. she wants to and she takes yes. it out on unrelated things? Is yes. she just crazy? Yes. No, she's not crazy. She probably wants to be there. She doesn't live there. You don't need to think about this woman because you're not married to this guy. You are a girlfriend and this is an issue you will have probably once a year when grandma comes to visit. So just stay out of the way when grandma comes to visit. You don't have to make nice. You don't have to make good. This is all grandma's issue, not your. When you get married to this man, then you can like take her to tea or whatever. But this has nothing to do with you, everything to do with her. And quite frankly, where's the mother? And now you know next time to be like, hey, go hang out with your grandma. I'm going to hang out with my boyfriend. Because, yeah, I would be annoyed if I went to see my grandkid and some other, she was hanging out with some other girl for the, like, two days that I'm there. Yeah, and I'd want to speak to the mother and the father and say, (laughs) hey, I flew, I used all my advantage miles and I flew here. So tell your kids they have to hang out with Mima. This isn't on you. You were just chilling, okay? Kick it. 
Hey, I'm a 20-year-old female currently studying at law school in the UK. I'm nearly finished my second year, and this year I've finally found good friends, and I'm on the committee of the Law Society. For my 20th that birthday, sounds made I dinner up. with some friends. <laughs> that sounds made up. The Law Society. The committee of the Law Society, okay. <laughs> I dinner with some friends, and one of them, who is also on the committee with me, we'll call her Catherine, 20, female, asked to bring her friend, we'll call her Leah, 20, female. I said, yes, she could come. I was excited to meet her after hearing about her. Long story short, me and Leah really hit it off and we're now in the very early stages of a potential relationship. Oh, like a this pa- sexual relationship? Two, yes. two girls? <laughs> what will they think of next? This past week, however, I found out that Catherine has pretty much been lying to me and others repeatedly since I met her. Everything she's told me has been a lie from her COVID vaccinations, her (gasps) job, and now I'm even questioning her story about her boyfriend being abusive, seeing as we didn't ask for physical proof, we just took her word for it. Well, you don't need to ask someone for physical proof. I don't, yeah, that's, okay, go on. (laughs) On top of all this. I'm sorry, that'd be so (laughs) shitty if someone's like, my boyfriend's abusing me. You're like, show me, show me your body, prove it. You fucking liar. And out of all this, I found out she spread rumors to friends and acquaintances from university about me and Leah going back to her apartment and having sex in her bed. I've confronted her about this. All she's doing <laughs> is making out that there was a miscommunication. Even when I told her I've heard the same thing from multiple people and she won't apologize at all. I have to work with her on the committee for the rest of the academic year and be in the same circles as her. She wants to move past it, but I don't think I can, seeing as it seems everything she told me has been a lie. Do I confront her about everything to really explain why the trust has been well and truly broken in our friendship? Or do I just cut off the friendship completely without an explanation? P.S. I've been a fan since I was about 14. My mom and I love your comedy and this podcast. We hope to see you live at some point. She's like, I'm 85 now. <laughs> Eliza, you've been in comedy <laughs> for too long. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, this person, it's tough because I don't really know the degree of lying or what was said, if multiple people can corroborate that like she told them that, uh, it sounds like she's jealous that you're friends with her friend, but it also sounds like you were having issues with trusting her prior to meeting Leah. Um, So let's just call her a total sociopath. And if that is the case, as we've seen, not only from my movie Good on Paper, but all of the subsequent movies that Netflix then uh, released and documentaries about people who lie. There's no like sobering them up. Like there's no getting to them. There's no story where it's like I pathologically lied about everything. And then one day I was like, I'm sorry. So cut her out, be cordial, but give it zero energy. And then she can inflict less damage. You know, everybody, there are plenty of people in Hollywood that are full on crazy. Most of them that I like don't care for, don't trust. And we are in the same circles and you just say hi and move on. And if she ever confronts you, which she won't because she knows she's wrong or she's fully crazy, you can just be like, yeah, it's just, you know, like I'm, I I just feel like we had like a weird thing and I'm just moving on with my life. You don't really owe her that much of an explanation. That's a lot of damage done in a very short amount of time. Also, who cares if people think you and this girl had sex? Who fucking cares? I think they did that you, I think they're in a relationship because she doesn't want people to think that she did it in their bed. What? And in the girl who she's dating's bed? Oh, no, the girl's the, bed. Oh, the friend. Who cares? The friend who introduced them no, is she saying definitely, that they had yeah. sex in her bed. Okay, but did you go back and have sex and they're roommates? Is that how they know each other? <laughs> no. No, it's just okay. a friend of hers. There's no miscommunication. The fact that if it really is a miscommunication, you could clear it up instantly and you wouldn't be writing it. So this person's obviously a liar and a little weird. 
I would just move on. I don't have to give it any yeah. breath, any energy. Just be like, yeah. Be like, I'm just kind of with Leah now. And I don't know. It was weird and I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah. And you got Leah out of it. So there you go. Unless Leah's the one who's lying. <gasps> or unless <sighs> Leah is the other girl and they've been, and they, you're the whole time, you're like, why do they look alike? And why are they never in the same place? Where's my rabbit? Check it. Hi, Liza. Long-time listener. First time writing in. I just want to say thank you for sharing your experience with Kashi Goline Crunch. Oh, my God. <laughs> my mom has terminal cancer and takes <gasps> lots of pain medicines that basically oh. stops all hopes of a bowel movement. She was complaining to me that her laxatives don't do much to help, so I recommended she try, you guessed it, Kashi Goline Crunch, and it worked. She called me laughing about how it worked so much better than her prescription laxatives. Oh, my God. Anyway, I thought you might enjoy knowing your experience with the cereal is life-saving advice. Thank you for being such a bright light with sage advice, M. M, it is my pleasure. And I'll tell you what, I'm so, I am so, so sorry about your mother. And chances are if she has terminal cancer, she's in a lot of pain. So her processing Akashi Goline Crunch dump out was probably nothing, just like a regular Tuesday for her. So I'm glad we could bring her relief from literally one of the worst experiences of my life. Doctors should start telling their patients about this. Just pushing it on patients from big from big grain. Kashi could have a whole side business going here. They could be like medical grade coffee. I think we should all start our side business of suing them for blowing out O-rings left and right. It is, there should be a warning on the side, like a biohazard warning. Like, this will wreck your butthole and change your physical makeup. Yeah. Have you ever got, like, I think I've talked about this. One time, I, God, I might run for office one day. Anyway, one time when I was pregnant, I had to go to the bathroom. And I guess I hadn't for a couple days or something. And I'm pretty sure there are indentions in the wall from where I was, like, gripping it. Like, it was just, like, a total evacuation. It was... No one's ever gone to the bathroom in a more meaningful way than I did that day. I thought That's I was really special. I have to call an ambulance and I had to get like a builder's permit. <laughs> uh, tough. All right. <laughs> My bathroom wasn't zoned for that kind of dump out. All right. I could sit here and make up boys to talk about poop all day. It's very funny. Hey, Liza and crew. I've been looking forward to seeing you Wait, in Utah for over I'm sorry. two. I'm sorry. That being said, I'm really sorry about your mother. Hey, Liza and crew. I've been looking forward to seeing you in Utah for over two years now. Super excited to see you live this summer. I have two questions. First predicament, my best friend of 10 years and I are the same person. We've done so much together. The problem is we are awkward huggers. To be honest, I didn't think she liked hugs. So even though we have practically been sisters all these years, the other day, after I asked her to be my maid of honor, she leaned in and we went for the hug. It was short and to the side, and I've thought about it every day since. How do I fix this? Like, and she's like, we leaned into the side and we ended up having sex. Is that weird? I love her. Uh, if this is your best friend, you call her and you go, are we not hugging friends? <laughs> because it's interesting you say that Michelle and I are not hugging friends. Yeah. And somebody hugged me today that I didn't know that I like that I say work with. She's like my one of my like workout instructors. But I had shown her my baby. So I think socially, she was like, oh, I guess we're close now. And she hugged me. And I was like, I'm okay with this. But I don't yeah. tend to, I don't really hug Jody. I, I The people I'm closest with, I don't tend to hug. Emily, I never was legally allowed to touch you for the longest time. Um, I think your best friend, you call, you go, 
Should we not hug? Are we bad huggers? Should we do something instead? Whatever you decide to do instead, make sure it is not a pound and explode because it is the hackiest thing ever. Nobody wants to see girls high five unless you're on the field. So I think what's more important is that you both know you're not huggers and that you both know the other one does not want to hug. Save the hug for when something awful happens. Oh, yeah. Like Kashi. Okay, well, second question. What is a guy's version of flowers for girls? My man has gotten me flowers a few times. I want to spoil him back. What do you get Smokey Husky when he gets spoiled? Thank you for the laughs. You're one of my favorite people and I quote you on the daily. It's really hard How to- spoil It's hard. It, it's hard likes to- nothing. nothing. It's hard to spoil a man who lives like a Greek widow. Like, <laughs> he, he owns like a shirt and he eats like a potato. Um- I don't know. It depends on how much money you want to spend. I mean, really pay attention to their lives. Like, do they have ratty headphones? Do they have an old computer? Do they need a new iPhone? Men like practical things. I don't know any of his hobbies. Do not get him a flask. Do not get him anything off Etsy. They do not want those things. Uh, is there a restaurant that he loves to go to? I know everyone's like, oh, steak and a blowjob. Ugh. But if you're trying to get something meaningful... You know, is there a sports team? Are there tickets to an event? Is this the girl that just said her the hug best friend thing and now she has two questions? Yeah, that's the same question. Yeah, that's not fair. She got two questions. <laughs> it's two little ones. Okay. It wasn't like one saga. Fine. I just want to say it's not fair that you got two questions. Some people get no questions. But I think it's more about, the gift is more about paying attention to their needs versus like, here's a Blockbuster gift card. Good luck. <laughs> so... I don't know. Do they have an electronic that needs replacing? Do they like Kendall's? Do they like a sports team? Does he have like Noah has a bad back? So I got him slippers that have like orthotics in them. Otherwise known as like just being in your late thirties. Nice bathrobes. Always good. Nice towels. Nice dinner out. He could pick the movie. You can watch, you can watch the Lego movie and then softly stroke his scrotum. Whatever you want. Ugh. Don't give him a coupon. Lego movie. Don't be no. like, it's a free blog job and my coupon because you're never going to cash it in. You're going to be like, I don't feel well. But it's about paying attention to their, what do they need? Does he carry his, yeah. all of his things for work in his hands? Does he need a tote? Does he need a nice bag? Mm-hmm. Uh, sunglasses. A lot of men don't have nice sunglasses. Nice belt. So, okay, that's good. Now that I fixed your relationship, you're welcome. There we go. Yeah. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. Hello to my favorite ladies in podcast form. 
I need some career advice. Okay. My boyfriend and I just moved to Austin, Texas from Wichita, Kansas in search of a new location and a change of careers. My last job was extremely taxing and time-consuming with wonky hours, not allowing me to have a life. An old friend of mine that lives in Austin referred me to her boss, telling me the office she works for offers some remote work days, regular weekday nine-to-five schedule, holidays off, and provided freedom to its employees to provide a healthy work-life balance, a luxury I never had. It's a commissioned job recruiting technical support to several companies with a pretty good base pay. I got the job and have been here for six months. Problem is, the company definitely looks down on those sticking with a a 40-hour-a-week schedule. Turns out my friend is a workaholic that works 70 plus hours a week along with many others in the office. They constantly have these meetings to ask what our purpose is in the company and what could we be doing to further the company's success, which I know is standard, but the messaging we get is if we aren't like my friend giving our whole life to the company, then we're lazy and undeserving. Everyone else seems to be drinking the Kool-Aid and looking down on me because I don't want to live and die for this company. Hmm. Truth be told, I could give a shit about tech recruiting, but a lot of my coworkers are really pumped and motivated by the work, which makes me feel like I'm not in the right place. Oh. I always consider this gig as temporary as I figured out what I really wanted to do, but this grind culture energy just feels super toxic. I don't know where to start in finding something I'm really passionate about. Now, she has a question here, but then we get an update. So I'm going to ask you a question, but then we're going to okay. do the update, okay? Great. Less work for me. So she Great. said- do you think I should suck it up and stick this job out while I figure out my passion or should I make the leap in something more aligned to what I like? She's like, so, she's like, update, I was fired. <laughs> that was a month and a half ago. And then she just updated and said, I just had a hard talking to from my director because I haven't been meeting, quote, activity goals in the last couple of weeks. That I owned up to it and laid out the insecurities I have on the job. And he brushed it off saying, you either want to be here or not. Either way, something has to change. Conversation led me to crying in his office, telling him I'm going to try harder and map out some goals I have to improve. But for the life of me, I cannot get motivation to do this job. The toxic environment and the lack of passion for the job is eating me alive. I know you're probably wondering why I don't just quit, but the problem is my boyfriend and I just signed a contract to build a home and we are going to get all signed up for our mortgage in the next couple of months. To my knowledge, leaving a job right after getting a mortgage completely fucks you over. I don't know what to do at this point. I'll tell you what, um, we all have to do things that we don't want to do and we've all had jobs that are really shitty. And so this is about the end game. This is about, look, here's, I was gonna say it's about like getting enough money, but I don't know that you'll ever have enough money. And by the way, after you, you, you're, you need to pay this mortgage. So you're getting a loan. That's what you're telling me? So they're getting, yeah, they've just signed a contract to like build a home. Right. So they're so you, about to enter a contract, another contract to pay for it. Right. But these, yeah, if you don't have enough money saved up for these installments and living, like you might be sort of living paycheck to paycheck while you pay this off in the short term materials, however you're doing it. Um, there's the, the 30,000 feet view is of this is, yeah, but even after you build that house and you paid off, there will be other things. Now you have to furnish it. Now you need a car. Now maybe you have kids. Maybe you buy a bunch of sea monkeys, whatever. There's always going to be something else that you need money for. So what you're talking about is a fundamental shift in your life. And you're talking about planting the seeds for future growth. Right now you should be You should always be thinking about if I do this now, how will this pay off in the future? And this is a very short-term solution. So you can either uh, go with God, quit this job, find something that you're meant for that's better that will fulfill you long-term. Or you can look at this as a short-term solution and say, I'm going to make this amount of money in these amount of months. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to just grind and get it done. And then I will leave this job. 
You have to do one of the two. What you cannot do is just cry in your boss's office ever again and feel bad for yourself. You have to just either make those goals, uh, realize that that company kind of lied to you. And the truth is maybe this is the kind of job that, you know, we're very, as of the end of COVID, we're very quick to act like, oh my God, I can't believe there's a 40 hour work week. Like we shouldn't work this much. The other version is some jobs you get ahead because you work harder. There's a lot of superfluous work out there. But if you're falling behind, it sounds like your boss is telling you you're actually falling behind because I don't know what activity goals are. I don't know if that means your mouse is moving or it actually means like certain financial goals. If there is a way to do better and you are physically capable of being better and doing it, even if you have to fucking fake it, just do it for now because it's a means to an end. This doesn't have to be forever. But this American idea, this millennial idea that like you should be happy and fulfilled at every single moment, you have to work toward those things. I'm not admonishing you. I'm just saying you either need to do what needs to be done right now and get that paper and be secure in that home, or you need to walk away because you will self-implode. If you are there with that attitude of like, I really hate this and I don't know what to do and I'm just not getting better. And I know you're going to tell me I'm not, I want to do better. You either do it or you don't. There is no try. Well, you have to try in order to do better. Yeah. Why would you start looking for another job while you have this job? Yeah. While you're not meeting your your work computer. Yeah. While you're not meeting your activity goals, make that extra time work for you. If you really only want to work 40 hours a week, you better spend that other whatever, 100 hours (laughs) looking for that job. But what you cannot afford to do is to, because he doesn't want you there, he wants you to step up. Well, or get, or get yeah, he wants somebody who's going to work 70 hours, which I'm not saying you should do. I think that's crazy when that wasn't the expectation set. And if you're not being paid a 70 hour a week pay, but- okay. Yeah, I mean, it's also like, are they compensating you properly? I mean, someone's not living up to what they said. That being said, like when I hire an assistant, I say, this job is like nine to five. I will typically not call you at, I'm sorry, nine to six, whatever time. I actually have no idea when Taylor gets off work. Um, but I, I just, I say, like, I'm not going to contact you after that. If I do, please just be cool about it. But I don't expect you to, like, leave your house at midnight to come over and, like, hand me a glass of water. You can set your own schedule, meaning, like, if you need to go pick up dry cleaning and go pick up clothes from a stylist, I don't care when you do it as long as it gets done. And I don't have a problem with anyone until those things don't get done. And so what it sounds like to me is that they gave you this freedom, but they had certain expectations with that. And perhaps you're falling short of those expectations. I mean, I feel, I bet that they're just, it's too much work. It's like when you're a manager assistant or whatever, and you're not supposed to leave the desk and you take pills so you don't have to pee. That's silly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know this work environment and I know that toxic work culture is a thing and I don't know what your job is. I think it's, I think all of these things can be true at the same time. Oh. But I, what is clear, just something else. What's clear based on what you said is that you cannot stay there with this mindset because it will eat you alive. Yeah. So either suck it up or you got to go. Mm-hmm. But just know, after the mortgage comes the after party and the couch and the renovations and the car, maybe children, maybe a wedding. Like these expenses never stop because that's life. So yeah. how do you want to live? You want to live to work? You want to work to live? That's it. I think she definitely wants to do the second one. Or do you want to just live like everyone else in the world does that isn't American? Did you see that meme that's like, it's like European work, uh, European out of office message. I've I've left the office for the summer. If this is a question, please email me in September. American out of office message. I stepped away from my desk for two hours to go get kidney surgery. I will be around if you need me. I'm on myself. 
Yeah. Also, I'm paying yeah. for this surgery out of my own pocket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's accurate. I sat at my desk for so long the other day. I have like a neck problem. I'm definitely a workaholic. So, but I also make my own work. So it's, you can't really, whatever, judging me. Yeah. That's a specific mindset. Yeah. It's different. If I wish I had a real skill, like a web developer or something, I'd be a billionaire, but I don't. But I don't. <laughs> you I don't. could learn. No, that seems hard. <sighs> top of the cop. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. Okay. My, I have two tops of the cob. Okay. Look, my tiny top of the cob is um, my office is really cold, which I was going to make a bottom of the cob, but it's not that interesting. My office is always cold. Uh, because this part part of the house gets no sun. And just now, Tian Fu, I fed her some carrot and her tongue touched my hand and her tongue was so warm. And when your fingers are cold and a dog's tongue is warm, I also have talked about on stage how if I'm really cold, I'll put my fingers under her lip flap, <laughs> touching her gums to warm my fingers. It's so Dog mouths are always warm. Okay. But my real top of the cob yeah. is I went to an alumni event for my high school, which is really K through 12, um, but high school from Dallas. And I never get to go because I'm always out of town. And this one was on a Wednesday and I went and it was the best time. And people always look at like alumni events as like lame and like they kind of are, but this was just like all different kids from all different years that graduated. And it was adorable. And I met other like younger kids who were like in improv and I was on the improv troupe. And I got a ride home from a girl that I never, her name is Amanda, never spoke to in high school out of nothing other than we just didn't know each other and have classes together. There's only a hundred kids, but mm -hmm. it's kind of cool to like see someone in the real world and you're like, hey, like you're cool. Like there was no, no nothing other than I just knew her, but we didn't know each other. And we left this event a little buzzed and she, oh, I left a little buzzed and, and she was like, do you need a ride home? And I was like, okay. And we went for ice cream. I bought her ice cream and we just like talked about people. And it was a very like indie film cinematic moment. Like just the idea that you could go to school with someone for four years that you never really have any, have a chat with. And then, and she's probably like the most well-adjusted person I've ever met. She like works for a phone company. She has two kids. She lives in Playa Vista. She's like the most normal woman I've ever talked to. And it was cool. That's nice. So you're going to head to Playa Vista? We did not exchange information. So far away. Perhaps at the next alumni event. Anyways, I just had a really nice okay. time uh, at the Green Hill alumni event talking to everyone. That was cool. That's and I, I did not wear a name tag. I was like, we all know that you know my name. I'm not doing that. Oh, Come on. It's a small school. Not that many famous people. All, all right. right. I didn't want to do it. All right. My top of the cob is I saw, I saw a crazy animal antic. I was looking at a house, a condo. It was disgusting there. And then I watched a squirrel try to kill itself there, but he lived. If he had died, this would be a bottom of the cup. But he scrabbled, flung himself off a roof as I was like looking at all the mold on the siding. But, and he he landed in a bush and he popped up and he hopped away. And it was just me and my realtor were both like, <gasps> what? Like it was just quite the experience. Why is it a top of the cob when he clearly wanted to die? Second of all, are you sure he was trying to he kill himself? turned out okay. Well, that's not a top of the cob for him. I don't think he wanted to be here. Also, <laughs> well, it was a is it possible he was just jumping and he miscalculated and you're interpreting I it as a death have... wish? Yeah, okay. 
He might have just like tripped, but it was not a great omen for this building. And also I just was like, it was just crazy. You know, when you see something outside and someone else doesn't see it and you're yes. so upset, like my realtor saw it and we both turned to each other and we're like, did that, did that squirrel just fling himself off? This is your top of the cob? Yeah, it was the big event of my week. I just, I just think of the person who's like on their smoke break and they're like, I'm going to listen to this podcast. I'd love some good news. And you're like, squirrel suicide. 2022. But he's fine. Okay, but that's not how you framed it. That like it's uh-huh. a good thing. All right, whatever. You know what? I'm sick of you. It's a twist. It's, it's a, a twist, twist ending. Twist yeah, is a squirrel I'm foot. Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. My bottom of the cob, please stop talking, is um, this weird, I'm not a person who has anxiety, nor have I ever really. Every once in a while, you're like, oh, I feel like I won't be cool enough for that event. But I think the combination of COVID and the chemical shift uh, uh, that you undergo after having a baby, I keep having to like convince myself that it's like okay to leave the house. I'm like, oh my God, I got to go to dry cleaner so far away. Oh my God, I've got an airport so far away. Oh my God, I've got to stick. You thought everything was far away. I did, but I think. But you didn't mind leaving before, but you did think everything was far away. And yet the alumni event I was excited about. So I don't know. I think life is just about constantly reproving to yourself that everything's going to be okay. <laughs> What's your bottom of the cup? Uh, I hate when you're excited to eat a hot food and it burns you. And I had a big pretzel and then I, I, I hurt myself on it. And now my tongue hurts. It's just weird that we're like, oh my God, it's really hot. I better put it into a really sensitive part of my body. <laughs> right. It's, I, I get burned on food more often than you think that you should knowing what temperature is. Yeah. Okay. I, I think like you you get burned on food. You're a quick eater. Emily, I think you need to reevaluate your goals with this podcast <laughs> and your future at this company. My achievement activity or whatever. Yeah. Activity do you want metrics? That free Quiznos gift card I give you every week. Or do you want to just you want me to move on and find someone else? <laughs> Folks, <laughs> come see me on the road by the time this comes out. Uh, I'll be gearing up for the Midwest. See you in Kansas City. See you in St. Louis. Um, there's another one in there. Liza.com slash tour. Liza.com slash tour. Come see me in LA, uh, May 6th at the Orpheum. Get your tickets. Go to Eliza.com slash tour. Do not leave me a comment that's like, when are you coming <laughs> to my city that you were in last night? It hurts my feelings. And make sure Also, to- don't send a comment that says, I bought this ticket from a strange rabbit outside and now it doesn't work. Yeah, it's Can disintegrated in my hand. Yeah, I'm not Ticketmaster. Uh, and please pre-order... All things aside, my future New York Times bestseller book. We're very proud of it. And we're going to sell a lot of these books. And we already made number one in new book releases the day it was out. So, get yeah, people are into it. Get on board. Oh. On Amazon, yeah. That's exciting. Uh, that being said, you don't have to order from Amazon. You know, you can do Barnes & Noble or any of the links at Eliza.com slash book. Mm-hmm. Great. And Emily will continue the search for a condo. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.